Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and the famous, and I'm Sarah Armour. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. <laughs> I went for the bit and I forgot even, like, I lost myself there. <laughs> like Britney does when she does theater. When Britney actually loses herself completely in the character, and I just lost myself in the Britney voice. But let me try again. Um, Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine. And we're back for part two of Britney Spears, The Woman in Me. Bye. Bye. Where we left Britney, she was on the floor writhing in pain while Justin Timberlake played Wonderwall on the guitar as she had his abortion and it was horrific it was traumatic and as we will soon learn it set off in Britney's eyes a chain of events that you know kind of led to the unraveling of her career and her personal life I guess do you think that's fair to say well she she really is open about blaming like her issues on Justin and Kevin. She like says it. Maybe I'm just like drinking the MK Ultra Kool-Aid too here, but like I don't think she's blaming either of them. I think she's like, here's what it was, and I was okay with it, and I was okay with it. Snap until I wasn't. And then it was like, and then Shar had kids, and then snap, you're not even talking to me. I have to go through my ex-manager and I can't even get to you. Like, I don't think she's blaming them. I think she is characterizing, I think she's painting a picture of us of a time where she's giving us the opportunity to go, I blame them. She's giving a chain of events. Yeah. And it's self-explanatory. Yeah. Blame is a strong word for sure. I shouldn't have said blame, but yeah, the Justin breakup was the moment that she stopped being okay. Well, there's a line in one of the chapters and I will get to it because I highlighted it where she's like, God Justin bless. and Kevin ruined my ability to trust people. And like, she does kind of, but that's fair. I'm not know? saying it's not fair. I'm just saying, uh, I just want to give her all of the, like, I want her to come out like, so on top from this. I, I really am falling in love with her all over again. Let's get into it. Chapter 13. He didn't break up with her yet. He started making his first sol solo album, Justified, and he starts being very standoffish. And she says she thinks it's because he decided to use her for ammunition for his record. So it made it awkward for him to be around me, staring at him with all that affection and devotion. He ultimately, ultimately ended our relationship by text message while I was on the set for the video for the Overprotected Remix by Dark Child. Uh... She just was so sad in she was in her trailer between takes, saw the text message and had to go back out and dance. So I saw something on Diet Prada that said that he texted her. It's over. But that she doesn't say that. Well, no. And I also just want to say that per last episode, if anybody that we thought was our Justin Timberlake forever texted it's over i would show up at his house and be like fuck you talking about like it, i the fact that she's even like took a text to, to be like it was over is like 
oh my god like yeah you nice girl you know i just think the irony of like first of all his album is called justified he breaks up with her it's over via text as if that's justified and then she's working on dark child which she literally is embodying when the overprotected music video which is the exact opposite of what was going on yeah she was not she was underprotected i want to hear that song yeah say hello to the girl i'm your kid yeah again where was anyone to hang out with her or talk to her so this is confusing after that she's really sad everyone can tell something's wrong she goes home to kentwood she couldn't talk to her family or friends because she was too sad and then justin flew out to louisiana to visit me he brought me a long letter he'd written and framed framing your own letter is so psychotically egotistical he framed it and it it she still has it under her bed at the end it said it makes me want to cry to think about it i can't breathe without you those are the last words in it what he said i can't breathe without you after he broke up with her over text message and then he just flew away i feel like what she was trying to say was like we broke up i went full comatose it was the most upsetting thing that's ever happened in my life then we still were just like attached at the hip like his mama said we were magnets then he writes her this i can't breathe without you letter that he's framed i wonder if it was in his handwriting i bet it was and she's like same but it actually wasn't them getting back together he was sort of just like open making lyrics on her mm, yeah and there's like, the vibe i got from it it is hard to break up even if you're the dumper this has happened to me many times that totally. i've broke, broken up with someone and then felt really bad afterward or just felt like i wasn't ready to rip off the band-aid and you have a little bit of back Dude, I'm, and forth i'm still with all my boyfriends yeah 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 so i do get it but i don't know i get it i don't get the framing of your own words though that is really psychotic the astrology is helpful here because okay spoiler alert Brittany is a sag sun aquarius moon justin is an aquarius sun sag moon stop another 69 in the heavens during this libra scorpio eclipse axis wow so they really were super compatible i mean they know each other they knew each other she talks later i don't now i don't mean to jump ahead but she talks later in this chunk call it karma call me an empath as if like we're not all like on you know pop astrology memes right now but like here's the thing karma is neither good nor bad what i want everyone to understand this is how like when molly talks about like what does mainstream media mean this is me about karma okay karma is not good or bad Karma is simply a repetition of a cycle. It is you give what you get and so on and so on and so on. And so if you always, I mean, not to get too like political, but like the Middle East, an eye for an eye will leave us all blind. So it's like, like the issue with karma is that we never get out of the cycle of our pain. When we look at the astrology chart, the North Node and the South Node are representing South Node, our karma. The North Node, the opposite of the cycle of what we know to be true over and over and over and over again, is our Dharma. So we as as conscious humans, especially when we know that we have this cheat sheet that is astrology to help guide us through this life. When we make very hard choices that go against our toxic karma, because even if it's toxic, it's what we're comfortable with. She was like, yeah, cheat, just don't dump me. But... But 
the Dharma is where we're meant to get so fucking sick and tired. That Chiron helps us there. The Chiron hurts at a certain point so fucking much that we can't help but address that Chiron wound, which ultimately, if we do it right, will lead us out of our South Node karma into making different choices and thinking about things differently so that we are here living a new story, creating new karma by living our dharma. So she's totally right that she is a super karmic, psychic, like sorceress. But I was sad reading this, listening to this, because it seemed like she was saying, I've always felt it was my karma to like just be the bad girl. And it's like, right, but your dharma. Yes, that was really, that really resonated with me for some reason. Her south node is in the fourth house, the cancer house in Capricorn with like almost exactly conjunct her Venus. No wonder she's such a workhorse. Yes. And Libra rising, that's the Aries house. Capricorn, I see, that's the cancer house. She is literally halfway through the cycle. I literally want to do like Britney University after this. She's such a case study in like, like I could teach astrology based on how much we know about her and the chart. It's so fucking awesome. But like the South Node in Capricorn in the fourth house means, yeah, she could literally become famous in her sleep. She just had it with her Venus there. She's gorgeous. She makes money. She takes care of people. And it's related to her fourth house, her home. It's interesting because her work ethic stems from her home. Her work, her whole work ethic is her trying to prove she's a good girl to her parents. She seems really like a hard worker, but that she's very resentful of the work. She doesn't seem to really enjoy it. She enjoys performing, but like, now that she hasn't been working for a while and she doesn't give a shit about making proving herself to her parents, she doesn't really work much now, you know? Well, that is the South Node, North Node dichotomy. And it's never one or the other, but it's like, like I got this sense that she really loved work until she says something in this trunk where she's like, when I realized I was vulnerable, I like became a werewolf. I'm super paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But something that occurred to me is that what she's not saying is that as a child, she actually didn't feel vulnerable. She was driving her drunk mom around before she had a period. Like yeah. she didn't. When she came into her adulthood. And look at this. Look at the Chiron. What am I saying? Chiron in Taurus resources money stability mother home family in the eighth house other people taking your shit she actually was hurt hurt for the first time where she realized oh my god like she i I think she didn't realize she was vulnerable until she was 20 years old and then she was like wait what that changes my whole relationship with work because i genuinely thought i was just like able to do this yeah for sure i just want to say Brittany, i assume you're listening we're so proud of you like this is so hard and you know people are still out here hating there were some rumors that you sent me some Twitter thing with a guy being like, these are just basically an amalgamation of all of her Rolling Stone articles. And it's like, if that's the case, then brava, brava. Way well, to find I, a low. I don't think it's brava. I think it's the the reason why he's saying that. So we're, we're talking about, um, I think it was Caleb Stark from Pop Culture Died in 2009. He posted a Twitter thread saying a lot of the details in this book are just lifted from her Rolling Stone stories. And it's not like a gotcha against Britney. The point of raising that is to say 
did she even help with this book or did someone like how involved really was she and what that's the problem and the real like mystery about Brittany is how involved is she ever with anything and it's going to piss people off to hear that but it's true like sorry it's you just can't we don't know we like we just don't know it could be that but like it could be that she sat with the ghostwriter like once or twice and said a few details and the ghostwriter had to pad out this very short book with public information or it could be that she those are the only things she remembers happened to be the things that also made it into rolling stone profiles you know like that person making that point is not a gotcha against britney is the important thing it's it's against like the idea that people around her are still exploiting her Mm. that's what that person is that's the point that they're making oh i didn't read it like that at all yeah they're not saying like britney phoned this in they're saying Someone oh. pushed Britney to do this and she didn't even want to, maybe she didn't even want to collaborate on it. So they just had to fill in the blanks with publicly available oh. information. Oh, wow. So I got like super defensive about it immediately where I was like, you know what? She's laying out how much work, 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 work she did for the first half of her whole life. In my mind, she was like, you know what? I do need to do something to assert myself. I got a lot of shit to talk hey harriet call your friend barry the ghostwriter let's make some money and i'm gonna just send you all the links that have ever been written about me ever and then interview me what questions do you want to know and in the meantime i'm gonna pull out all my journals and make sure that i have every receipt from jamie lynn justin timberlake kevin fairline this was basically everything that's ever been published about her so far Plus her actual feelings about these characters in her life that she's never actually been clear about until she's been like weird on Instagram and then even more unclear than ever. (laughs) Yeah, we're never going to know. So we just have to kind of take everything with a grain of salt and hope that this is all completely uh, endorsed by Brittany. And Virginia Slims. And Virginia Slims. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to the book. So she this was interesting because right after the Justin breakup she does the dream within a dream tour and then she does an interview with people magazine um to talk about how she's taking a break and she's doing really well which she thought was really stupid she was like i'm not promoting anything why do i have to do this she says the photographer shot her with the dogs with the mom the mom really uh like laid it on thick this whole like throughout this whole era i feel like i always thought her and her mom were so close and now reading this book it's like she the mom pops up like on holidays and when there's press around it's kind of funny they were as close as they possibly could be when you have an alcoholic mother giving your 13 year old booze and the keys you know what i mean it's like i i think she thought they were close until she realized that i'm an adult and everybody that's been taking care of me has hurt me so deeply that i may never recover and my teeth aren't even going to get capped when i'm in my 40s yeah and her mom literally wasn't even like with her on a day-to-day basis i don't know if her mom was no. an alcoholic also by the way that's kind of well i don't know if she's an alcoholic but she says that multiple times in this chunk like my mom was self-medicating to the point where she couldn't even get off the couch when i walked in the door it's like that's well, pretty hey, i mean no God. judging i'm just saying she, she's from a family of self-medicators yeah for sure and she so says, am i god bless she says they had i don't know who they is they had me empty out my purse to reveal that i wasn't carrying drugs or cigarettes and i'm like who's they it's not People Magazine. There's no way in hell. That Wait, that's something... so interesting. Great catch. Yeah, there, there's no way. Trust me, I've worked at publications like this. No, you're never asking the person you're interviewing 
to empty Wait, out their purse yeah. and prove that they're not smoking cigarettes. Like that is so weird. So I don't know if it was her management or like her PR. Maybe it was her PR. I don't know. But like, even if also it's People Magazine, even if they found drugs and cigarettes in her purse, they still wouldn't publish it. They would do whatever the PR wants them to do. It's not like it's not Us Weekly or Star. It's People Magazine. So Wait, like, can you can you read the way they fra- she phrased that sentence again? They had me empty out my purse to reveal that I wasn't carrying drugs or cigarettes. Okay. Real quick. Hmm. It also might be the what's in my bag feature that some tabloids do. (laughs) That's exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah. And like, but, but I feel like she's completely, she misinterpreted it completely. Which I think is part of the point because this is actually a prelude to the, was it the Diane Sawyer interview? I think what we're seeing is her slow progression into not trusting people. Like they made me clear out my purse, but after the Justin thing and her mom's yelling at her and everyone's being mean to her and she now starts adding in little ribs, like I'm supporting you. Now she stops trusting people. And so I think she's walking us through just what that felt like, demonstrating how all of a sudden she felt so unsafe. Everyone was out to get her. But I think she does genuinely think the way it's worded it seems like she genuinely thinks someone from people magazine made her do that and i don't i'm sorry i don't believe it and i think the ghost writer the the ghost writer decided to make it as vague as possible because the ghost writer was like yeah i don't think someone from people magazine did that so i'll just put they the press wanted to embarrass her not people like, magazine right, what could have, you don't think people magazine would be like come on Brittany. no what's in your purse like right okay oh. so then really she just is paranoid and the ghostwriter just did her a favor by just yeah like not people magazine here's what actually i think it probably was these stars even people that aren't even big stars they have so many fucking publicists that you get on these email chains and there's 10 people and you're like who the hell is stacy like who are these people and right. like, at a shoot for someone as big as britney spears there's going to be so many publicists there. There's going to be so many people from People Magazine there. If someone did ask her to empty out her purse, it could have been someone from the PR team and she might have thought they were with people because she's probably like never seen these publicists before in her life. Like she probably has one big publicist who handles her account, maybe two. And then they bring with them a bunch of minions whenever there's a big cover shoot who she's never seen before and will never see again. So I think it was probably like, some sort of minion or someone on her team who she didn't know or doesn't remember. And somehow the sands of time have changed it where she thinks, because like rightfully so she would think that someone is out to get her trying to prove that she's on drugs or something. But people magazine is not, is not the publication that's going to do that. It's they're just not, they're simply right. not sorry. They they are the most like Perez Hilton used to call them knee pads because they that's how flattering they are to celebrities like they could she could literally smoke meth in front of them not that i think she ever has done meth but any any celebrity could smoke meth in front of someone from people magazine and they would ignore it and be like britney steps out and cut off shorts you know like they're not no like literally what happened with justin and selena in the hood that time yeah dying to know dying to know but she is laying it out for us she is lillian she's lilith she's saying I've always thought that even though I was paying for everything, like I'm the bad bad girl. My karma is that I'm being punished for being me. And so everything feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. But she, that's not what she's saying. She's saying beyond a shadow of the doubt of a doubt. Someone made me empty my purse for this. She's not saying I became so paranoid that I thought this. So 
But anyway, the thing that's really crazy to me is her her mom said to the reporter, my daughter is doing beautifully. She's never, ever been close to a breakdown. I don't think we were talking. I didn't think we were talking breakdowns this early in Britney's. No, I thought that was a very intentional like um, projection on the mother's part. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. I believe that because I'm sure this came that came from the article like that quote is probably in there. But I'm just like. Wow, we were talking about Britney's mental health that early on, right after the Justin breakup. I don't remember that. Well, here's the thing. I don't I don't know if I think that's why the memoir, even if it's lifted from the press in whatever way sprinkled with actual Britney now. I don't know if we were talking about that. I think she's expressing that her mother was talking about that already. Right. Like and this whole thing is about parenting. The whole yeah, thing. And her family already has a history of institutionalizing women who don't fit perfectly right. into a box. So that's so it makes complete that's sense. That's like why that... she started the story that way. She's now giving us a call back to that. Like, hey, remember, I'm from this legacy. This family that locks up women. Like Yeah. Ugh. And that's why I think there's a there's a podcast Nicole and I did like two years ago about Britney. And this is like we were riffing on who she was in a past life. And like we were literally saying exactly this and that it's gonna play out over this next like eclipse cycle or whatever. Because it's like, yeah, she literally is the this like I'm trying to th- I wish I was more like I wish I was more smarter I wish I was more educated so I like knew who in the Gilded Age times or whatever who would the like like whatever the version of like strippers I don't know it's just like she has always been the desired woman and the feared woman and been blamed for people wanting her in every fucking lifetime and because her south node is in the fourth house in Capricorn with her Venus she's like it's my job to stay public and like just take it because like whatever i can dance her north node is in cancer in the 10th house she's actually like no not only am i mommy but you're all being fucking mean and let me get messy and ask for the care that i deserve yeah she so she next talks about how her justin's family was really her family that's what made her feel at home and she never went home to her parents i also just think side note that it's fascinating that both of their mom's names are lynn I don't think it's fascinating. I just think it's very Southern. It's just crazy. Lynn. They're twin flames. Lynn. I guess. She said my mom would come out and visit us every once in a while, but she's not who I went home to ever. She says her mom was depressed and self-medicating. She could barely get off the couch. Like you said, my dad was nowhere mm-hmm. to be found. And my little sister, well, when I tell you she was a total bitch, I'm not exaggerating. <gasps> so this is where you know Brittany did partake in this memoir because. Right. This is where she was like, all right, I'll do a memoir. Just like come with Cliff's notes and I'll give you this some other stuff. Yeah. Like there's no way a ghostwriter <laughs> would put in there that a, someone who was a tween at the time <laughs> was a total bitch. <laughs> like, She's like, I'll do it. But just make sure you ask me about my sister. Yeah. So like. Brittany definitely was involved in some way in this memoir, even yeah, if she, dude. even if she used her press, the press to jog her memory, which she has every right to. <laughs> and this is why we have the press, by the way, because we have a historical record of her career that yeah! she would not have been able to make a memoir without. So, like, shut up about the press being evil. I'm sorry, it's so annoying. Not her, 1, but like, super always like the press is that to get everybody. Like, yeah, sure, sometimes, but. We need a historical record. We need a third-party record of what's going on in the world. Sorry. I am having so much 15 hours of Jada anxiety I can't describe. <laughs> I'm like, I got to listen to 15 hours of Jada after this. Fuck, like no, five Jada's- hours? What a, what a dream within a dream, Brittany. Thank you. Jada's not had enough profiles written about her to to rely on the press for her yeah, memoir, unfortunately. Um, right. She can't believe how Jamie Lynn has changed. I bought a house for her to grow up in. She was not exactly grateful for it. 
She'd later say, why'd she get us a house? Like it was some sort of imposition. I did not understand that. Can't you just hear Jamie Lynn though? No, that's everything. That's why'd she get us a house? Yeah. And I think actually, and again, maybe I'm misreading all this because I just want to be so hardcore, like Britney apologist forevermore. But like, I think she's saying Jamie Lynn didn't get what was going on and what had gone on before she was born. And she clearly does not and still might not. What do you mean? Like, Jamie Lynn thought that was, like, annoying. Like, she just thought they were rich people. And she was like, why would she get us a house? Why is she using a whole, having a house against us? It's like, Jamie, you weren't here when we didn't have a house. Like, Jamie Lynn was born so much later that it was a given that they were actually rich. She didn't know that it was because of Britney. That's an interesting theory. I guess. I guess. I don't think Jamie Lynn's a monster. I think Britney is going, whoa, look how differently we were raised. She has no idea what. I have what we have been through and what I have been doing for you. Why did you get us a house? Because you didn't have a house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wish there was a little bit more. Like, if you're going to say to me, again, we said in the first chunk of this, she was so good at showing, not telling. But to say that she's a total bitch, you need to show me some evidence. Like, I need a little bit more evidence of that, which I think we'll get later. We will definitely get later. But right now, she just sounds like a spoiled brat. Like, I, I would not say this is total bitch territory. I would say this is super, super bratty, unacceptable, ungrateful little kid, but like little kid, you know? Yeah. Like if I was the ghostwriter, like if, just a note for the, a note for the ghostwriter. Like at that point, I might have just shifted into the, more of the narrative of like, this is where despite my, greatest desires to be close to my sister we started to disconnect right and like not calling a minor a total bitch like a stupid little bitch yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like we could have toned down also, like, if, she's, if she's a if she's a spoiled little brat like let me be clear you are the one that got her the barbie dream car babe don't hate her for the present you got yeah so now she goes to a party at donatella versace's mansion in miami and she the way that she this- phrased that was so funny though she was like she's like i couldn't get out of bed for like at least three months the first thing i did when i finally dragged my ass out of the house was to go to a party at donatella versace's it's like wow what a bounce back what a oh bounce my god back. It, what a flex. it wasn't even the versace mansion in miami i was wrong it was milan uh, oh, that's, it was italy, it was italy. to get my confidence back i went to milan to visit like, donatella versace hilarious. most people Unreal. go get a latte like what so, a pedicure yeah she- to get her confidence She's back. like, okay, Don, I'll come. Fly, get the plane. We're going to Milan. Yeah, so funny. It's like, okay. So um, she meets this guy, and she takes him home in her uh, car or whatever. And then she's like, I decided I wanted to have drinks with him, so we get in my car. But then he said something that turned me off. I can't even remember what it was, but it was one little thing that irritated me. So I told the driver to pull over and without saying a word, I kicked the guy out on the side of the road and left him there. Now that I'm a mom, I'd never do anything like that. I'd be more like, I'll drop you off at this place at this time. But back then at 20 years of age, it was pure instinct. I'd made a bad mistake letting this stranger in my car and I kicked him out. I was so like, wow, why did you include that anecdote? That was so random. And I, I guess it's cute that she has a guilty enough conscience about leaving a grown man in a city to on the side like yes on the side of the road but like probably not somewhere remote you know what i mean i don't know it was interesting i do know you mean it was sort of a non-story yeah this was sort of her first date like 
Brian's friend, Ryan, kissed her when she was 11 and he was 21. And then she and Justin had a torrid long-term affair since she was tan. But past that, she really, like, didn't date. All of a sudden, she's in Milan, and she's like, okay, I I like a guy. I'm going to go talk to this guy. So, number one, she's painting the picture that, like, even though she's now 20 or in her 20s, this is really, like, the first, like, guy that she's, like, met and decided I want to, like, take you home. Then the dramatics of... And I I told him to get out of the car right away. She's showing us what a big deal that was. Like, I literally was getting cheated on by the love of my life. And I was like, all good. So I was really like growing. And I think this whole book, starting with the dedication, is continuing to remind us that what she cares about now that she's a mom is so different. I guess. Because that's what she said. That's the progression of it. It's like, now that I'm a mom, I would never say adult men get out on the street. It's like, actually... I think it's fine. I don't unless he was a minor. I think you can just drop him off wherever he's an adult. Like it's just probably okay. Yeah, he's probably fine. It's kind of great too how she does address shortcomings and ways that she feels she was a bad person. Like when she gets to the pregnancy, yes. and she's like, "I was so mean. Yes. Like I was awful to everybody." Babe, can you open the window? It's really hot in here. Sorry. Okay. Say hello so- to the boy that is Nick. <laughs> so then, Crimea River comes out, and I can't. I can't. What a fucking asshole. Yeah, she explains the music video where a lookalike cheats on him, and uh, which is rich because she made out with someone one time and he cheated on her like a million times. And she says, I was painted as a harlot who had broken the heart of... She says, in the news media, I was described as a harlot who'd broken the heart of America's golden boy. I just want to say, I don't (laughs) think anyone used probably the word harlot. I feel like it wasn't the news media. It was like commentators probably saying that, but like just not conflate commentary with news. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, there is a lot of conflating in this book in general. I will, I will say that. I think there's a lot of conflating. I don't know if I think that's a bad thing because I think in her mind as a memoir, it was conflated, but yeah. Yeah. To her, I'm sure it felt like, and it was like everyone was talking about it. But it wasn't the new. I don't think the news media really was. I don't think like C-SPAN was. Well, but how interesting though, segment. actually, now that we're talking about this, isn't this sort of like Britney actually is big enough and movement creating enough that like maybe she was part of like the beginning of now where Russell Brand is like, don't trust the media. I don't even like girls. No, it's all like, no, you powerful don't. people have said that since the beginning of time because they don't oh. want to be held accountable. It's it's not new for um. powerful people to say don't trust the news media. It's completely like, oh. It's why we need the news. It's why we need the news media. But anyway, she Look, says, I trust the news. I trust the news. But she says, the truth is I was comatose in Louisiana and he was happily running around Hollywood. That's su- that sucks. I I mean, I was like, how does she who was telling her? Like, don't tell her. She's like, he hooked up with six to eight people. As far as I know, it's like, oh, it and it was everywhere. Do you know I don't that to... you're following all the girls on, too. <laughs> yeah, it really was everywhere. Like, I don't mean to minimize that because she really was tarred and feathered because of this music video like really really hardcore but it was mostly like commentary and the public like it was the actual literal public like talking about these things you know what i mean i do know what you mean and i want to say also the double standard that is present and the talent gap between them because what i believe she said is that before crimea river came out he went on some show and debuted his new song like don't go you horrible woman or something and it yeah. was like kind of a flop womp, 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 but she quotes a line in it where she's like our love was so strong blah 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 blah. so then he drops cry me a river 
she's getting booed every time she leaves the house or goes on stage now all of a sudden because it's like, you cheated on Joss? And so then she does the every time video. I realized in reading this that our love was strong. Why carry on without me? She couldn't even reach him. She could not speak to him any way other than through the music. And that was a direct clapback to the song of his that didn't even come out because it was whack. Crime Giver was his second try. Like Madonna, it was his second try at a single post-breakup. And But she referenced the first one to be like, I still crush you. His music sucks. Justified is a Timberland album. Yeah. Like it's not a... I will say I have a lot of shame. There's one song of his that's so random that I fucking love. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, The songs on Justified are awesome. But that's because of Timberland. Yeah. Yes. So. Right. Justin really... Timberlake is like just a fucking Mickey Mouse boy. Yeah. He's the industry plant, if anything. Yeah. Which yeah. is so fucked that like we were groomed to think yeah. that Britney was the, the one who was like that. But it was really him. I mean. Britney's right. She was like... actually inventing our culture. Yeah. Britney has had so many hits with so many different producers. Justin has really only had hits with Timberland for for a brief moment and then like it's interesting that i think i don't think they worked together again which i don't think was justin's choice because timbaland was the one who kind of put his solo career on the map so i wonder what happened there like why did why did his follow-up album why was it not just a deepening and furthering of that great album with timbaland you know mm, now see that's where it's like right I need to, like, now that I have some stability because of death, we'll talk about it on the Patreon, but, like, I, we need to get on schedule because, like, even that's an interesting, like, deep dive Patreon. Like, what's the chart of Justin and Timbaland? Like, we can literally look back in time and see where what the rupture. Was. And I'm so curious. Yeah, that's so interesting. So she makes a really good point that in this era, everyone loved a storyline with the theme, fuck you, bitch. Getting revenge on women for perceived disrespect was all the rage at the time. Eminem's video violent revenge song Kim was huge, which we talked about in part. As you brought up last app. No, we literally foreshadowed this whole second part. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, So, yes, she says everywhere she's going, she's getting booed. It sucks so bad. I feel so, 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 so bad. Um, Oh, and then she's like, my managers and press people had long tried to portray me as an eternal virgin. Never mind that Justin and I had been living together and I'd been having sex since I was 14. She also needs, I mean, she also bought into the virgin thing as well, but I understand it's because she was young and they were pressuring her to do that. But like, she, I feel like she was interviewed about it and she said it, you know? Yes. I, I guess the part that I connected with more from what was it chapter 15 probably so, yeah and never mind i was gonna say something stupid okay so from chapter 15 the thing that i connected with the most was that part of why she still aligned with associated with felt comfortable and safe with justin even though he was a flagrant cheater and saying shiz mine is all the tis was that actually you know, like, dude, first kiss, get your period, fuck. You want to go tell your friends. I think that she felt him, like, she, because he said, I wasn't mad at him for talking about or, that we had sex. I was relieved. Yeah. I think that because she was kind of, and it really is, like, I, I just totally understand her and the position that she's in now so much. Not that I didn't understand it, but it's just, it's helpful reminder of, like, yeah, damn, what do we expect from her, man? Like, who can... 
Who can she trust? She can't trust anybody. So now she's got the industry that has put her on this pedestal just to fucking slam her. Witch, witch, witch. What are we in the Salem witch trials? And then we have Justin cheating on her, uh, dumping her, then putting out a subpar track, trashing her. And then he like went back and rewrote. And in the meantime, she put one out responding to that track. He, he sucks. He sucks compared to her. She is the goat. And yet, she finds herself in this position where she's getting booed at stadiums. <laughs> yeah. She's getting booed and- when she performs. And then, and, and, and she has to go because of the industry and the business. And she is supporting Jamie Lynn, you ungrateful little bitch. And going like, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about my sexuality. Justin talking about it. It's like, it's like, at least it's the devil that you chose. At least it's the devil that you fucked. Like she, she wanted to be herself. And so yeah, I think he ripped Justin the band-aid showing off in her, a way. He ripped the bandaid off. That is who she is. She was relieved that she didn't have to actually address it. Also, she was proud. Yeah, I did fuck Justin. <laughs> it's really it. weird that her management even put the virgin thing out there to begin with, because I don't think anyone would have been asking about that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that any, even in that toxic era, if they had actually, it's out- like so creepy when you say it that way. Yeah. Like if, if they hadn't put out there that she was a virgin, I don't think any journalists would have been like, would so have, have you had sex to this 16 or 17 year old girl? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, Dude, why can you imagine that- if people now were like, Olivia Rodrigo, what's your stance on fucking in your teens? Yeah. It's really weird. It's really weird. They made it political. But what's really weird about it, too, is like this was also the same era of like, you know, we've heard now in retrospect a lot about like those like Nickelodeon, like Disney Nickelodeon, very like same like competitor genre. All the stuff about like the creator in the Jeanette McCurdy book, like the Dan, what was the name? Dan, whatever. Well, the, she she doesn't it's, say his name because it could be which, the creator, the creator. Libelous, yeah. I feel like, yeah, in a way, it's like I kind of now want to look back to. It was Larry Rudolph, whatever. But it's like, yeah, whoever was saying that was like getting off on it is the vibe I get, which is so weird. Oh, yeah. So then she goes into how she's just she's always she's always been almost disturbingly empathic. What people are feeling in Nebraska, I can subconsciously feel even though I'm thousands of miles away. Sometimes women's periods sync up. I feel like my emotions are always syncing up with those around me. Brittany, have you heard of the moon? Come to the moon. Saturday night. She would love it. She literally is our people. Yeah, she's sweetie. She's a kooky sweetie. Who can you trust, Brittany? Molly and Sarah. Yeah. She believed that Justin, that she was the bad guy in the Justin relationship. That's very sad. I was so sensitive and I was so young and I was still reeling from the abortion and the breakup. I didn't handle things well. Justin framed our time together with me as the bad guy and I believed it. So ever since then, I've felt like I'm under a sort of curse. Look, Brittany, I don't want to take away the blame from these men, but you're right. This is your karma, but it's not from this life. It's from your past lives. And what she's doing now is actually breaking the spell. Good. I hope so. I'm loving it. Did you Have you looked at her Instagram since the book was released? I do see it frequently. I just sort of like, okay, so she posted like a, a nude. She posted a dress that the zipper broke in the back. When she's talking in part one about the push-pull that she feels, I feel like what she's doing right now upon the release of the book, which low-key in retrospect could be genius, is that she's really just trying to re- position rebrand herself as like literally normal which means not britney spears which means my shit rips i look bad i'm nude and imperfect like i think she's going i think she's leaning hard into imperfect on purpose i don't think she's doing it on purpose i think she's always been that way and she just 
her handlers have fallen off to the point that she's now able to show us it directly because when she was getting remember when she was marrying Kevin Federline I mean she was a hot mess she was she had like that crazy dyed hair Cheetos 24-7 she was like wearing these graphic tees like this has been her vibe for a very, very long time. I mean, when she was at the very peak. Yeah, but of- I think that like the real deal is that she never got over that moment in time where Justin, her Chiron is at 19 degrees. How old was she when they broke up? This was her Chiron. This is her Chiron wound. From that moment on, she was unsafe. Yeah. So then she meets Colin Farrell and has a little rebound romance. And she just walked onto the soundstage and the director let her sit in the chair and then uh colin came over and said do you have any pointers for what i should do here and then they ended up having a two-week fling that she called a brawl isn't that sort of telling we were all over each other grappling so passionately yeah she went to a premiere and she wore a pajama top see what i'm saying she's never been polished even when she was at her most polished i think that was just other people polishing her and then she got sick of dealing with it like she's always been well, what a- she is polished about is the moves is the what the moves like yes, she hits her moves. marks yeah 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 for sure but everything else like she's a hot mess and i mean that in the best way because and- she was not raised in a home with normal people yeah i love that she and natalie portman had a um new year's eve party together can you imagine no, molly literally then are you we're on the same page the next note on my list here it is um LOL. Unlikely yeah. friend Natalie Portman or her threw a party. Can you believe they were friends? Shocking. I love that. I really, oh my I God. I love it. What a 2000, I guess this was probably 2001, 2002. Like what a time capsule into that era. Britney Spears and Natalie Portman having a New Year's Eve party. I just, oh my God. If you could go back in time to that. any party in the world, I think I that would be it. I love it. Like as far as it seems, at least. This is now, I love that Natalie Portman is what in Britney's mind represents a Jewish girl. I just wanted to be like, yeah, Natalie's us. Sorry, I'm putting my boob away. Hell yeah, dude. You're a fridge. (laughs) Oh my God. My boobs are so big. I can't deal with it. They're literally like boulders. It's insane. My boobs are so big. I know. I hate when girls with big boobs (laughs) brag about it. You're like, oh, I have huge boobs. Your oh, boobs are so small. Titties. You're so lucky. And I'm like, I'm they're so not sorry. Small. You don't have to nurse from your titties. I know, but mine are fucking huge right now. And because of breastfeeding, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm not just bragging normal. Mine are huge because I'm so depressed and fat. Although now the, the storm is lifted and I can't wait for the moon you'll on Saturday. We've got to discuss many, your many bo- things. You've come into your boob dharma. I've come into my barma. That's great. I The lactation lady was here yesterday and she was like, oh, my God, it was so shady. She was like, "Um, you need to make sure that you're putting your mouth where your nipple actually is. So uh, much lower. Wait, is this a perfect time to switch to the Patreon? Um, No, let's do we have like. OK, okay we'll, leave, we'll leave on a cliffhanger. We'll leave on a cliffhanger. Yeah. But I do think that's such a funny because I, I would like to know more. There's not much. I mean, of that's it, mostly. Judge, I'm just trying to sell. Version. We're doing selling. We're doing sales. We're doing sales. Yeah. Sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, sorry. Duh. I'm an idiot. Isn't that so funny, though? You need to put her face where your nipple actually is. So quite a bit lower. Oh, okay. It's like, no, I was trying to make... I, I wanted a hickey. 
Yeah, like I was like, I get it. My like what like pointing yeah. down. But also Thank like you. okay, I guess like I guess the reason I was gonna switch to Patreon, but now the question that naturally has occurred to me is like were you way off? Uh, I guess I was like a good couple inches off. Uh, this is very that, this there's something very funny about and, that. This lady comes to your house and asks you to breastfeed in front of her, which is great. It's a great service. It's free. It's taxpayer funded. It's amazing. But it's like I don't know. She she was a little. I mean, actually, it's, little... it's extremely necessary. If you were actually having your baby just like sucking on your just like lump crab meat without actually getting beneath the shell. Obviously, she obviously I wasn't latching her onto not my nipple. It's just the lady. It, <laughs> it's very. Asking. That's what I want to know. It comes across a little judgmental the way that the lady is. Do you know what I mean? And like, well, I mean, just... I, I just think I would be extremely. I would find it extremely insulting if someone was like, "So for the record, in case you didn't know, the milk comes out of the nipple." It's like, yeah, no shit. I know. And I was just like, yeah, like she's. Oh, just this is a, a little... free service. Yeah, it is. It's just like common sense. Ugh. Yeah, it's a good service. It's great, but it's just, I don't know. I like they need to do the sandwich each insult with in between compliments method. You know what I mean? That would be my, yes. That'd be a little bedside manner goes a long way. But anyway, back to Brittany. Back to Brittany. That's right. Yeah. She's very sad because Justin and Christina Aguilera, they decided to tour together, the justified and stripped tour. Can you believe they did that? Why did you do that? To make money. I mean, I don't know. I think she's taking it a little too personally. I do. I don't. They, they I were get soulmates it. from one. Like, and I just feel like, come on, you guys. Like, you're both big enough that you could. Yes, obviously, this is going to make money. This is going to be good. NMC for life. But, like, just be a little bit sensitive. No? Yeah, but, Sarah, if they were both big enough to headline arena tours on their own, they would have. Ah. Uh. You know, like they they did this right. because this was probably the only way for them to sell out arenas. Because Christina well, and how had... interesting too, though, that it's like another example though, where like Britney and Christina cannot exist together. It's like one or the other, and they're competing for justified Justin. Yeah, but I don't think she should. Who's representing I mean, all men here? Who's representing all men here? I don't blame her. Really, I don't blame her for being in her feelings about it. I really, really, really no. don't. But um, I feel I, I so hardcore think... actually. I feel I, it. I do think that, um, you know, it it wasn't personal. It was a business deal. And I get why she was so obsessed, upset about it. But, you know, she's sad because they're on the cover. Dude, of Rolling is Stone. the fact that his name was Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone, she's got a Teletubby out there first. The fact that the name of the album is Justified would have, I would be rotted to my core at this point and dead in the ground. I mean, it's just Justified. Pun. Yeah, but it's not. It's not to stick up for Justin Timberlake. I'm not sticking up no, for him it, whatsoever. No, it would be. It would be if he was justified. It's actually a slap in the face because he's not. He's no. dumb. He doesn't know what it means. It's a pun. He's dumb, right? It's the limbs don't cool. know how to say you're being mean. Yeah. Uh. So then she wants to disappear, uh. and she finds herself living in New York City alone for months in a four-story NoHo apartment that Cher used to live in. Again, Cher's when apartment. I don't you love that? I mean, yeah, amazing. Like goals, goals. So amazing. It had tall ceilings, a terrace with a view of the Empire State Building, and a working fireplace, much fancier than the one that had been in the living room of our house in Kentwood. Um, she says it would have been a dream apartment to use as a home base to explore the city, but I hardly ever left. So sad. 
And then she realized that at some point she lost the key to the apartment. I was arguably the biggest star on earth and I didn't even have a key to my own apartment. What a fucking idiot. I was stuck both emotionally and physically without a key. I couldn't go anywhere. And she has no, this is where I was like, no, but why did she add that? Okay. So I think you're getting at it though, but I, that's where more than the, I kicked the guy out of the car. I was like, so we all lose our keys. You get another key. You're super rich. Call the locksmith now. And like, she's got, it's again, like it's painting this picture of her being completely isolated all the time, despite being a corp, a mega corporation in her own right at this time. Like she really had no one. I didn't even know locksmiths exist. I slept on the street that night and it's like, come on, come on. Yeah. Like no manager, nothing. Have a little bit of agency, babe. You're okay. I know it's a little confusing. It's a little confusing. I do get it though. Like she's well, it's super a little dip- just like self-loathing. It's self-loathing. It's like, I couldn't even get into my, my, my. she's super depressed. I think is the thing. Like she's right, super depressed right. and no one is noticing. How are her parents not noticing this? How is no one? I mean, she's probably scared to even talk to her. She doesn't realize she's depressed. Obviously she's probably scared to tell her parents because she thinks they'll institutionalize her, which they would have because that's their family's MO. They did. And they're yeah. wasted either way. Right. So like, what the hell is she going to do? She says, I didn't go to the gym. I didn't go out to eat. I only talked with my security guard and Felicia who had become my assistant and was still my friend. Now that I no longer needed a chaperone. Felicia, what are you doing? Why didn't you get, but that's where it's like, we also on the Patreon, we got to do the Felicia. We got to look at the Felicia chart. It's like, we'll tell you why astrologically, but it's like, she ultimately i would bet a billion million dollars that she was like hey felicia can you give me a key and then actually that is what happened right so it was like the crisis lasted that probably is what happened less than a day yeah but it is she was like i couldn't get out yeah yeah but i mean felicia seems like a little bit of a dodo bird also you know sweet yeah but not really i would say dodo bird covers it yeah right i think dodo bird's pretty accurate she's a bird of in the dodo of, like, variety in terms of being literal she's a literal dodo bird yeah that's good writing mall that she's a dodo that's it yeah so now she, she goes into her fun, so even the, sorry i was hold on long pause but I, I was about to go into a tangent about yeah starting okay wait i need to put her back on my boob again so you can do your tangent well what i was just gonna say is like how ironic that okay so like what is a dodo clinically it's a flightless bird that's what a dodo is. A dodo is a bird that can't <laughs> fly. Without her wings, she feels so small. I guess I'm a dodo, baby. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, but. So, yeah. Felicia's a dodo. Without Justin, she's a dodo. But how interesting. Vernacularly. That dodo is actually do, do. It's not think, it's not embody, it's not be, it's not feel. It's just do, which I do, do think wow. that she and Dodo had in Cuck, Cuck, Common. That is deep. I'm so glad that I needed to put the baby back on again because <laughs> that was really... Daphne's the new managing editor of the podcast. I know. Daphne was like, let her riff. Just let Sarah let riff for riff. a minute. Oh, I know you're tired. Let her go. She's funny. That uh, dodo do do. They're all just do 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 do. Hey, actually, here's free life coaching for you. Do is what we always want to do, and yet and still, if we continue to just do 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 do, we actually act like do 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 do. Okay, so here's here's the order of operations. 
be, you start with being, how am I being? Am I being a victim about it? Am I being dramatic? How are you being? How is your human being? Then what are you doing with yourself from this place of being? Wait, what's feel in there somewhere? Now I got to go back to my life coaching. Let's go back to the book. Hold on. Hold All on. right. Speaking of life coaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes into her friendship with Madonna at one point. Can you believe that you also brought that up first? Did I? I forget. She she says at one point app. Madonna did a red string ceremony with me to initiate me into Kabbalah. What a goal. Yep. I was obsessed with Kabbalah. Me and my friend Jess, I'm it's pretty awesome. sure we got the red string bracelets, even though it's supposed to be like, you know, baptized in the waters of Zion. But we just like put it on. We just put some red string look, on our wrists to look like Madonna to have a Kabbalah bracelet. Look, 1000% free Palestine, but you're going to 100% also want to join the Patreon in order to hear me talk about how much I am in love with the ancient Jews. So it's just very nuanced peace to the Middle East and around the world globally forevermore. But yeah, yeah Kabbalah fucking rocks and the old ancient Jews were fucking epic pattern recognizers and they recorded it. And it's really, I am proud of that legacy. That's pretty cool. Kabbalah is awesome. And, and yeah, the Jews are awesome. Now she, sorry, not in- sorry. You're not invited to my bar mitzvah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but yeah, Israel, I, no, dude, on my aunt, I'll say this later, but on my aunt's deathbed, it's healed me. And now I'm like genuinely considering going to Israel and becoming a rabbi. I literally think I could help. I don't know if you, their branding's all the way off. Their branding's all the way off. Ah. Uh, well, let's Adrian. go. Yeah, let's. I don't. I, we're gonna need to paywall this conversation for. That's what I'm four. saying. But it's a teaser. We're doing teasers. Okay, come back for more of that. But now back to the book. So she loves Madonna because Madonna is so strong and she's a diva. And Brittany has always tried to be nice instead of being a diva. I'd always tried so hard to please, to please my parents, audiences, everyone. I must have learned that helplessness from my mom. I saw the way my sister and my mm-hmm. dad treated her. Mm. And how she just I took love it. that she throws Jamie Lynn in there, though. It was just abuse from dad. Now it's abuse from dad and the other daughter. Jamie Lynn. Fuck you, Jamie Lynn. And she Fuck says, you, Jamie early, Lynn. You have no idea. You have no idea. She followed that model and became passive early in her career. I wish I'd had more of a mentor then right. to be a badass bitch. So, yeah, that's a bummer. That's, I guess, well, listening, diff- baby. We give you permission. Is that a Leo Sag difference? I don't know. Actually, it is. It's in my notes here. So the difference is that it's a consciousness thing wherein, okay, so Aries is the first fire sign, right? It's like, oh, shit, a spark. Then blah, blah, blah. Taurus is like, what's the hurry? Let's enjoy the process of rubbing together to make that spark. And then Gemini is like, what? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow, you guys made a spark. I'm coming to the party. And then Cantor's like, hey, everybody relax. Before you get ahead of yourselves and light that place on fire, let's all just get comfortable. And then now that we're comfortable, Leo is like, and now that we're comfortable, I wrote a song about the campfire. <laughs> then blah, 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 blah. The evolutionary astrology continues forward. Once you get to Sagittarius at Scorpio, and again, come to the Moon Yule on Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to celebrate the last of the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse axis with us. It is so phenomenal. At the Moon Yule. At the Moon Yule on Instagram. If you want a Cliff's Notes, because Molly's not going to come, so this is really just for Molly, but for all of you listening, you feel like my sisters. Look back at what was going on November 2021. This is the finale. And the end of that opera. Oh, yeah. I keep meaning to go back and look in my camera roll what I was doing back then. That's the, that was what we're going to do the moon. Yule. I'm going to give you all the dates and we're going to take some time and we're going to look back at our camera rolls. And we're going to report back like we're reporters like this Britney book does and just go, hey, what were the facts of what you were like upset about? What were you struggling with? Where were you? What was going on? What was the story of that moment? And then here are the dates where the story played out. That's what I'm telling you. I did try it one time to do screenwriting organized by eclipse cycle stories because it actually just lays out the chapters for you that is really cool at the moon on instagram to get tickets and join the patreon yeah exactly here's another really funny thing of britney accidentally showing us just how rich she was and how unreal her life was which is a pattern i didn't notice until we started talking about it it's a past life thing though south node and capricorn in the fourth house at home with her Venus, she doesn't know anything but being rich. That's why she didn't even think but to create it in this life because nothing else exists. Yeah. But it's just funny because she's mad at Jamie Lynn for taking it for granted. But then she says this. By that point, I'd become almost too nice. Everywhere I went, Felicia would write thank you notes to the chef, the bartender, the secretary. To this day, as a Southern girl, I believe in a handwritten thank you note. Really, like, I believe so much that I make my assistant do it. It's just, like, really funny. I don't know. It's fine. Like, who wouldn't make their assistant do it? But it's like, that's not the, like, what? Well, she's just missing the point. She's like, South Node in Capricorn with her Venus. She's like, not really thinking about what her Dharma is, which is the cancer of it all, which is the actual heart of it all it's the capricorn of it which is like it doesn't matter who wrote it a handwritten note looks good and that's the brand the whole point is who wrote it right but do you see that actually she doesn't even know not to say that in the book yeah she doesn't get the point that why a handwritten note is she just thinks that's like what you do she also is like bragging like i still call people sir and miss it's like for the record if you call my mom ma'am or miss she's gonna be like what like who are you talking to my father is a lot of things he is not sir tell you what yeah it's it's just really funny i i really liked that it just highlights how completely out of reality her entire life has been up until this point she actually is making sense in the world that she lives on it just isn't it's like wow you are on your own planet i am so sorry but you literally are yeah damn and we understand where you're coming from but it's not where we're coming from at all yeah, for sure. And then she goes into when they were on the Me Against the Music video and Madonna's suit, something broke in her suit and she held up production for hours to get it fixed. And Britney's like, wow, I had no idea that was an option. If I broke a heel on my shoe, I would never make production take five minutes. To let me fix it. So it is this interesting thing of like 
like I said, I feel like the work ethic, it comes from a place of like guilt and feeling that you're an imposition and you need to like earn your place. Whereas with Madonna, it's like, no, this is my vision. And if my suit is broken, we're not shooting. Disagree. Understand what you're saying. What I was trying to say before is that Leos have to work really hard to think about. You can't just like have a campfire. You have to like get the sticks and the shit and the and the oil and the match and the <laughs> hot dogs and the s'mores, right? You got to get a lot of stuff to have a good campfire party. And it takes a lot of work to build that campfire, right? Sagittarius is effortless. It is literally, oops, I threw a cigarette into the redwoods. We lost all the trees. Oh, ba- Sagittarius is effortlessly movement creating with their ability to light fire and transform. Leo, that middle child, the Jan of the fire signs, has to really look in the mirror and say, hey, it's not Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's your Jan and you're building a freaking fire and you're going to make it good. And people are going to wait for you because you invited them here and you're the name on it. Sagittarius, like, like, why is Sagittarius the big pot sign? Miley Cyrus, Brittany, Taylor. These girls are not women. These women in them, these women are not trying to create movements. But every little thing that they do is between them and the public, and they just can't help but but light fire. Leo has to work to create that fire. Aries is just accidentally spewing it. Okay. Or your mom. Okay, that's interesting. Does that that's make sense? very interesting. Just, you'll listen back, yeah. it'll make sense. I know the, there was a baby on the top of your, right above your nipple, but <laughs> she was on it. Thank you very much. As low as it is, it's not what the lady said, but it's not what the lady said. It's not what the lady said, bigger. I know the lady was freaking me out. She was harshing <laughs> my vibe. Okay. She's like, "Do you know that that milk comes from the nipples?" I know, and your nipple is <laughs> at your belly button. So please keep your baby um, as low as possible. Like that was the subtext that really hurt me. Anyway, is there like an air tag joke? Like I got to get an air tag for my nipple. What's air tag? You use air tags? I, oh my god, I have them on everything. It's like. It basically oh, allows thing, you to track that homing beacon. Like my thing. keys are on an air tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I lose my keys, I'm like, find my, and it's like, beep, 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 beep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's promoting in the zone. Where's my nipple? Be against the music and toxic. And then this is another paranoia moment. Okay. Mm. Uh, one day there was a knock on my door. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. You missed a really important thing, though. What? Did you catch that? And I had to listen back. She talks about, so right before she got Madonna to collab on Me Against the Music, she was going in for her second DMA performance. And the last one, she took her suit off and became bodysuit rhinestone Barbie. She was bejeweled before Taylor. Say it, Sag, Sag love, Sag love. She wanted to outdo herself. In the rehearsals, she and Madonna had been simply practicing and going to do an air kiss. Yeah, was she implying that that was a surprise? You knew that? No, yeah, everyone knows that. She wait, Britney surprised Madonna with that kiss. Everybody knows that she didn't say that. She they both have kind of said in general that they just went for it without talking about it beforehand. I think what Britney's saying in this book is, I kissed Madonna. She didn't. I reread it. I liked it. I reread it like I reread it. Yeah, I've re listened. Yeah, but she didn't say it was all me. She just kind of implied it a little bit. Yeah, she like kind of just jumps right over it. She jumps right over what happened before she thought of it. Like she thought of it and then it was like, and we did it. And it's like, but how? That's the good part. 
I know. Well, they both, they're both show women. They both knew. And then it just happened. Yeah. Poor they, little they, just, Chris- they were both down. Yeah. Poor little Christina with a ratty, terrible dye job on the end just got completely swallowed by like no one gave a shit. So she's like, whatever. Who's hanging out with Justin? Nah. Yeah. So, okay. Paranoia. Now this is yeah. weird that this happened, but what she links it to makes no sense. One day there was a knock on my door. They but- knock, knock, knocked on her door. <laughs> yeah. One day there was a knock on my door. When I opened it, four men just walked in right past me. I didn't recognize three of them. I'd never seen their faces before in my life. The fourth was my father. They proceeded to sit me down on a sofa, the same one that I have to this day in my bedroom. Immediately, they started peppering me with questions, questions, and more questions. I was mute. I wasn't willing to talk to anyone. I had nothing to say. Okay, so that's really fucking weird. Her dad shows up at her yeah. apartment with three men she's never seen before and start asking her questions. And she says she just sits there not speaking. So weird. She doesn't say what the questions were or anything. I completely believe her that this happened, by the way. Yeah. What I don't think makes much sense is what she kind of implicitly connects it to. A day later, I got a call from my team that I was going to speak to Diane Sawyer on that same sofa. Right. Because of what had happened with Justin and everything I'd been through, I felt like I was no longer able to communicate with the world. I had a dark, dark cloud over my head. I was traumatized. She's kind of implying that, like, her dad had something to do with the Diane Sawyer interview, maybe, which there's just. Well, no... I think that's exactly what she's implying. No, there's well, no, no I don't way. think it's her dad. I think she's saying the men were meeting without me there and they were saying, what are we going to do? Ever since she's broken up with Justin, every time she tries to fly, she falls. But we need her, baby. And so, and she says it was loud. No, I think that she, I think that she's trying to imply that people were trying to like make sense of her sadness. And so she went along with it, but that she was at that point, because she was so out of her body and just in her feels that she was just like going down the river with the flow. And ultimately it embarrassed her and hurt her deeply. Right. And I think what's interesting too is that it's like, it's the reason that she's in this position, whether it's Justin, or her father and it's the men that actually brought her here but it's the woman in this case that was her first actual like public example of betrayal like it 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 wasn't them that were interviewing her publicly it was diane and as a woman to woman diane i think she was i think she felt super betrayed by diane because it was like wow okay gotcha the men are always going to betray me i know that i've known that gene told me that and lillian knows that but now diane but her you too her team is who really betrayed her because yeah but her team the, is all men no it's not we don't know that we don't know you who only discusses men that... over... yes we do she she brings up the important names they're all men larry oh. clive Max, no that's not her management team that's not her pr team that's not her pr team that's not her managers that's record label guys she doesn't talk about who the specific mm. people are she's talking about mm. like and th- she says the three guys that were in there with her dad she's never seen them before or since so it's like mm. those guys with her dad i don't think they had any they're like in the mafia basically they, they actually like, were robbing her bathroom and that was the whole point of them coming and she didn't even right like her dad was stuff. probably just running some other grift Hold that had them. nothing that had nothing yeah. to do with anything that yeah. never came to Fuck fruition. Yeah. That's actually so real. Fuck. And yeah. then Fuck. the next day, her team is like, you're going to speak to Diane Sawyer. And yes, yeah, she feels betrayed by Diane Sawyer, but she should feel betrayed by her team because as a journalist, what, what that her team probably said to Diane Sawyer was Brittany wants to set the record straight. 
Britney wants to talk about Justin. Mm, Britney wants America wow. to hear her side. And then they oh say, my God, you're Britney, a journalist through and through. Like, wait, pause real quick. I want to acknowledge you for being a journalist through and through. What an interesting perspective. It didn't even occur to me that actually Diane might not have been in the wrong. Diane might have been given information yeah. that that's what she was doing there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I totally blame Diane. I know. It's not Diane's fault. I mean, I'm sure I Diane read her was book. Pers- Fuck. We hate, we hate women. I hate women. We got to read a book. I know. Everyone hates women. I'm sure Diane was pursuing Fuck. the interview. I'm sure she was begging Britney's people. Yeah, but she didn't like, care what she was going to ask about. Right. And like Britney's team, Damn, yeah, they, Britney's team just decided right. with, without consulting oh. her, according to this, that she needed to give this tell all interview about Justin. And this is how it manifested. This is like, this is like Lynn, like my daughter's not having a breakdown 2.0. Yeah. And like, of course, her team is not going to sit. Her team believes that the best case scenario for Brittany is to speak to a respected journalist about what's going on to clear the air and to put an end to all this Justin nonsense. That is what her team believes. Her team does not sit her down and explain that to her. Instead, they just say, you're going on Diane Sawyer and you're answering all her questions. And she says that she never saw any questions beforehand. Well, Sorry, that's journalism. You don't get to see the questions beforehand, but right. she has po- powerful publicists. If her publicists didn't want Diane to be asking these questions, they would have stepped in. They could have stepped in at any moment. Like, and they and could also, have said, well, it wasn't a live interview. Couldn't they have said after the fact, hey, don't fucking do that. Don't fucking air that. Well, but you would still air it if you get the information as a journalist like you're not going to listen to the publicist after you've gotten the interview and right, it was all on right. the record that's what you said all... earlier right if it's you on know, the record like it's on the record you can't take it back no take backsies with the record yeah but yeah. like the, the fault lies with her team here because her team yeah, made a yeah. decision without consulting her it and yeah. like yeah her dad's a dick but like i don't think this thing that happened in her apartment ha- had anything to do with that like like i think what she's kind of implying is like maybe and a, a lot of people are going to think Diane Sawyer paid her dad for the interview. Like, that's what I think the, that's what I think she's sort of implying. That's what I think people will think because people are dumb. Diane mm. Sawyer doesn't pay, doesn't pay for interviews. It's not, we can't do that. That is not the part. I'm sorry. We don't know. I'm just, lo- I'm just looking to real quick, but the impression that I got was more that she was trying to express that her, the, the men set her up to be, or the business people set her up to be exploited. And then she was disappointed to have in the end been actually publicly exploited by a woman and leaving her feeling just totally alone. But her PR team. But Diane's turn is pretty interesting. We'll do it on the Patreon some other time. But, um, oh yeah, she's a Capricorn. She's such a Capricorn. Um, she's a Capricorn Leo with tons of Sag. Wow. I'm positive, not to stereotype, but I'm positive that Britney's whole PR team is women. You know, like, so it's not it's not a men setting me up thing like maybe in her mind she feels that it well, was the book, but, it's like it's like my dad and four randos right but they have nothing to do with this like they have yeah, but this is her memoir this is just her opinion i know but she doesn't even say what she thinks it is like it's a little bit of a mm, it's a little yeah. bit of a cop-out to just be like right. these, these random it's guys their fault. Bye. yeah Jamie it's Lynn spoiled and my dad is the problem it's like it's uh, weird the way that it that it is set up as as yeah. cause and effect is a little bit weird and you can tell that like you know someone well, she's trying to foreshadow here yeah like the ghostwriter is like uh, there's no connection but sure i'll say that this happened and then the diane thing was the next day sure you know well no i mean i think the writings i think the writings on the wall that the the connection that they're going to try to make which we can already see coming is that this is like pre-5250 hold 
Like, and, yeah. and again, they're storming into my house, my dad and the boys. But I think that this is a time period when her dad is, um, her management Not team drinking. is, no, I think her management team is too good to let her dad anywhere near anything. Like, I think she's still oh. at her prime and no one is letting this random guy take over. Like, I think her team is doing a pretty good job of isolating her from him, like, at least business-wise. Like, he's truly a thug. Jamie Spears is a, a thug. Although, I guess we can't say thug anymore. I don't even know what's insulting. But, like, he is a gangster. He is a gangster-ass, motherfucking asshole. Yeah, but, like, later, it takes... Her career is on a little bit of a down slope i think it's fair to say by the time he does take over because there's well it, it, it shows in her career but it's not her career it's her whole entire being her soul she's heartbroken yeah but i'm he's not taking over yet is my point like whatever happened yeah, at yeah, her apartment at this time is just like that was just a really weird random thing um i don't know no, i think and she's I, just I trying feel... to have it as a callback later where it's like look at these men storming in again i think it's a reach but i think that's what it is yeah, I and I just really don't like the I don't like the connecting it to Diane thing. And Sawyer is legit. I would like to hear from Diane. Right. Yeah. And the thing is that people also don't understand is like the media is the medium between the public and people in power. That is literally mm. where the word comes from. Diane Sawyer, mm. Barbara Walters, in all of these interviews where they're asking these questions that some would call intrusive they're asking the questions mm. that the general public wanted to know the answers to at that time so all totally. of these questions that diane sawyer is asking yes it looks really unfair and shitty in retrospect especially the fact that it's like a woman in her 40s interrogating like a 21 year old about her personal life like yeah. it's not a great look but right. it's what everyone right. was talking about at the time and it's what our culture cared about at the time so like to get mad at her retro well and, retro and for the record like it's, it's also what i'm i'm still obsessed i now have been watching clips of britney and justin through their childhood performing together and i'm like i wanted to send you them i stopped myself i just sent you the uh, one song from broadway last night but it's like because i also think a deep dive on max i would love to look at max martin is a fucking genius man and it had nothing to do with black or white producers max martin who actually did more of the backstreet boys is the absolute fucking man but all this to say that I'm obsessed still. I'm literally like, what happened? I, I want more. That's why the astrology join the Patreon. We're going to give you, give you more, give you more, give you, give you more. <laughs> join the Patreon for more. Sorry. She keeps thinking that she's done and falling asleep and then she wants more you again. You might think <laughs> that you're not okay. hungry, but you're wrong. <laughs> All right. So now we get into the, um, I should we just stop. <laughs> the, the Vegas trip. Sweetie, oh, what man, are you yeah. Damn. Come She's on. She's like, don't you have anything sweet? Don't you have any cookies? I know. I always feel like I need to give her a snack. And then I'm like, I can't give her a snack. Because just because she's in my house, I'm like, someone's in my house. I got to offer them a snack and a glass of water. And then I'm like, no, she can't. I, <laughs> she can only eat my boobs. That's funny, Molly. We're back, baby 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 okay so now we're going to vegas to get married to this random guy whose name she never said his name iconically jason alexander like george costanza very really weird unbelievable coincidence yeah. so funny yeah so because he is kind of the george costanza of her life in a way which is just like why are you here yeah it's so true so true so uh she they go to las vegas for new year's because her mom is yelling at them for 
being too loud in the guest house Brittany built behind the main house. Very funny. Very funny stuff. It's Brittany built. Right. So if you didn't read the book, basically, blah, blah, blah. She's home for Christmas. She still is friends with her high school friends because she did stop, stop and just go to high school. And then her mom was like, enough girls, enough girls and boys in the guest house that Brittany built. And she was like, fuck it. We're all going to Vegas. And so she it was a little bit like I do get where that might have been a little bit alarming. To the family. She was like, me and the kids, we're not going to be quiet. We're going to Vegas instead. It's like, yeah. I know, but it also is, like, so awesome. Her right. It's her prerogative. Yeah. So she gets shit-faced. I don't even remember that night at all, but from what I've pieced together, he and I lounged around the hotel room and stayed up late watching movies, then had the brilliant idea of going to a little white chapel at 3.30 in the morning. When we got there, another couple was getting married, so we had to wait. Wait, pause, pause, pause. It was after watching Mona Lisa smile and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. They needed a third beat. And the only thing they could do after Mona Lisa smile and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre was wait in line like a nightclub to get married. I know. This makes no sense. I'm sorry. Like, even having her explain this. Like, what? Two opposite movies? And then it's like, wow, you are bored. Yeah. I I still don't understand why she did this. And she's saying I was... Uh, we were not in love. I was Wasted. just honestly very drunk and probably in a more general sense at that time in my life, very bored. The next day, my whole family flew out to Vegas. They showed up and stared at me with these eyes of such fury. So she doesn't really understand that she like got married. I don't know. <laughs> like She just doesn't seem to get that she signed a legally binding document of marriage. Well, I think, first of all, she was so rich that at this point, I mean, in a way, they did have to like just stop her with the conservatorship in order to just like be like, hey, Earth to Britney. I know you're an Aquarius moon, but Earth to Britney, like, like you're even if we're also exploiting you, you also might not be okay. But it's like, how can you even have that conversation? But I think that really the point was that number one, she was still and continues to be in love with Justin Timberlake and that she was just trying to be like, I'm married too now. He fucked all these people. This is all about Justin. This whole 12 chapters or whatever it is. It's all about just trying to show Justin that she's good. You think so? That's it. Yep. Hmm. She just wants to cuddle and be like, see, Justin, I don't need you either. Yeah. Whole thing. Dude, the one part, last thing, that uh, even in the uh, that the letter that he wrote her where he's like, I can't breathe without you. What a funny, her, her initial reaction. He's such a good writer. I know. What? 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 That's exactly how I felt. Damn, he can ride. It was like something like that. Damn, he can ride. I know. I was like, Kenny, the trolls sound. But that's how you know that she's sad for these interviews, though, because it sounds exactly like her. That is how she talks. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It really does, for sure. (laughs) So then she says her parents want her to get the marriage annulled, and she said they made way too big a deal out of innocent fun. I didn't take it that yeah, seriously. Yeah, rich people do. This is to, No, but this is your whole point, though, Molly. The thing you've been trying to say episode after episode is that, like, at a certain point, when you become rich, you are no longer not rich. And therefore, you don't get it anymore. Yeah, yeah. She, But, like... She was just rich enough that she could be like, well, get divorced. Who cares? She says, I thought a goof around Vegas wedding was something people might do as a joke. Like, wow, you really didn't hang like, out with what is anyone the law? ever. What are the laws? There's no there's no laws. There's, it's a lawless world where she's alone with with Felicia. Yeah. The dodo. Can't fly. Sorry. Hold on one sec. No, sorry. I got a lot to say. The other thing that I wanted to just mention while you're, um, while the, while the baby is suckling on the, on the underside of your breast now, idiot, is that 
I really appreciate. Like, I know I'm joking, but we're going to call back. We're just creating an intimate community here, and everybody's just in on the joke. Yeah, but um, I did think it was really cool. Like for all the things that we're calling her out for being um, like either lacking self-aware or just like writing from the perspective of this character that she was then, which was completely unaware. I love that we were like, like, cause again, I felt a little bad. We were like, she actually still can't dress. I love that between chapters 12 through 24, she made it clear that she knows. I know. I love that. <laughs> She's like, and I have bad style. It's like, wow, <laughs> actually you might not be crazy. You're yeah. That's so with it. Thank you. She knows. <laughs> I know that's knows. really endearing that she's like, I don't know how to dress and I never have. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. cute really cute love that about her yeah and you know what Brittany? i'm a true fan because i just now wear the shirts that say Brittany that i get from marshall so me same same yeah me too yeah i should just stop and then she says that she loved she started to think that the wedding was a great idea because it pissed her family off so much because i realized something oh about my. she right that's the real point of it yeah Something about, that was her first like rebellion. Something about my being under their control and not having a stronger connection to someone else had become very, very important to them. What do I have over you guys? I wondered why would someone else be so huge a threat, Brittany? It's the money. It's her chart. It's literally your astro. It's it's the money. It's the astrology. And she says perhaps it's worth mentioning that by by that time I was supporting them financially. Darn it. Yeah, no shit, Brittany. But I thought it was, I thought it was sort of, okay. So I actually wrote this down. Wait, where is it? I wrote this down. I said, how cute that she let us know that at this point, if we didn't know, she was supporting them financially. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I feel like I can only hope that this is written mindfully and that the ghostwriter is aware of nuance. And I, I pray to God a woman because if not, this is a bummer. But if so, it's cool because what she's actually trying to, I think walk us through as we age with her from a girl to not yet a woman to becoming the woman in her. And now in all of us, cause we were being penetrated by Brittany. That's weird. But um, mm. I just thought it was, I thought it was very, I thought it was, I think a lot of these things where we're like, duh are pointed because she's reminding us that she is coming from Kentwood perspective, drinking and smoking at 13 with her parents. And so if we didn't realize, because Jamie Lynn didn't realize, I thought a lot of it could have been read as passive aggressive. And I like it for that. And I like to read it that way. Like, I think she's like, for the record, if you didn't, if you don't know me by now, I've been paying for this shit all their lives. Like, hello, we do know that, Brittany. But do you think that we don't know that? Wow. Yeah. You against the music. You are, you are out of reality. And that is a bummer. I go back to being loose. Crossroads or your grandma. We totally get it. You're right. The sarcasm is, I think the sarcasm. I think it's sarcastic. Yes. And she's funny. She is a funny, she's a funny girl. Very funny. If you read it as sarcasm and not like Dodo, she's very good. She's, it's, it, the line between sharp and Dodo is so, it's, it's just it's the difference between flying and not. Yeah. She's always been funny. Yes. We need you, Brittany. Yeah. She's so funny. So her brother now, now we're on, this is the final chapter and then we have to, uh, unfortunately, stop, and the rest will be on Patreon. But love it. Well, the rest of this chunk, you lucky, you lucky patrons, you lucky patrons. Yeah, patreoncom podcast. So, chapter eighteen. Brian, her brother, is now working as part of her team, and he was very p- well paid, and so was I for the Onyx Hotel tour. He also did a huge deal for me with Elizabeth Arden. 
which I don't Elizabeth remember. Elizabeth Arden is such a mismatch. What a re- that's just like not a good brand. I mean, I guess like if you have the contacts, but like I wouldn't pair Britney with Arden. Yeah, really random. But she's pissed off because benefit Mac. I guess he makes a big um cut of that commission deal. Yeah, yeah, and she's pissed because now she has to go on an unbelievably grueling tour while he stayed in Los Angeles and New York and enjoyed his life. But again, she doesn't say anything to anyone, and this is like. I get it. That's part of her character. Right. And it's something, it's the thing that she's kind of trying to work on is like getting a voice, but like she, she just never says anything to anyone. Well, I mean, not to be too Lilith apologist here, but as a Lilith rising myself, um, she knows that it's on purpose. It's because what would be the point? Tell him to go fuck himself. And I you're not on my team anymore if you're just gonna Yeah, but yeah, but when you say when you go when you say go fuck yourself, you're not on my team anymore. Number one, she is a south node in the fourth house with her Venus in Capricorn. The first thing that she cared about, above all, to be honest, was making sure that Jamie Leon and her family had a house. Period. I don't know if that was the she first is a thing family she cared gal. about. I think south node had... Yes, it is. South node in the first South Node in the fourth house, she cares about her family no matter what. And she cares about that family. That's why this whole thing is so painful with with Kevin. And all she cares about is feeling like she is at home. And her whole experience of Earth is, whoa, I am so unwelcome here. Or I'm welcome, but then trashed. I'm unsafe here. I'm unsafe on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's looking out for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, if I could do that for my parents, maybe they would do it for me. And it's like, no, they won't. They can't. She's keeps, she keeps waiting for her family to do the right thing. And she keeps waiting for someone to do right by her. And it just keeps not happening. And she, but she refuses to like demand it from people. Blame them. Yeah. She doesn't expect it of them or blame them because it's like she does know them. Well, she does blame them. She says that she's pissed off at her brother for having this cushy lifestyle while she's on tour. So she is pissed about it. It's just that the anger, right, right, the anger is just simmering and she's not saying anything to anyone. Yeah. I just, I guess I, it's like when she didn't confront Justin, like she didn't look at how she didn't confront Justin about cheating on her. Like it's the same thing where she's just like so disappointed that these people are doing the wrong thing, but she can't find it within herself to confront them about it. It's because she's afraid that if she knocks one domino down, everyone will lose everything, including her. And it'll be her fault that everyone lost everything. Yeah, and I totally get it. Like For the astrology. I've had jobs before where I had to do fucked up shit just to not upset the apple cart and keep my paycheck coming. Like, I totally get it. Like, completely. I mean, I, I tolerate a huge amount of fucked up shit on a daily basis, professionally and personally. And so, I don't know. I found myself relating to Brittany in this uh more than i expected to yeah and i do think there's although i was not i was not even close to a successful i couldn't even get on the bars at a certain point in gymnastics so i'm obviously not successful but like i just i understood that i understood that feeling of like i actually can carry this so i should and then being like why why am i and remember i just said last pod and then she says it in this chunk where i'm like i think i just started regressing like benjamin button so did britney she was like an adult as a child and then as she got older and realized the world is not safe she was like well fuck this then i know i love how she brings up benjamin button all the time it's really funny so okay now she meets kevin Federline. um she had a knee did a knee injury she was very depressed on the onyx hotel tour um 
And then she says, then Kevin Federline was holding me. Really weird. They met at a club called Joseph's Cafe in Hollywood. I always thought that she was he was a backup dancer for her. Why did I think that? Wait. Okay. I think it is implied, although I didn't read further because you said not to, that she hired him after that. Okay. Because he definitely was a backup dancer for her, for sure. For sure. I mean, she's actually still protecting him and being really generous. Like, she says some bullshit where it's like, he was living a more private life. It's like, no, he was a loser. Yeah, he was a nobody. Like, being a private life, he was uh, at Smokey Joe's Cafe with you at the beginning of your rebellion. And then you were like, oh, you could dance. Come with me and be my my diary tour maker, (laughs) whatever, my tour diary maker. And hold me. And could he even dance? Hold me closer, tiny. I just like it's so sad that like this was the next guy that she had a real relationship with. Like, how the hell did that? Well, no. What's really sad is that it it took this guy to actually just hug her. Yeah, she's talking about a hug. Talking about that when where you're going. That's so weird. It's like no, we just like hug people regularly. If you were like, can you believe we embraced in with our bodies touching, and we held each other? She was literally. That's what I'm saying. With social. Yeah, between social between the way she's describing social anxiety and uh, hugs, I literally one of the things that I wrote down uh, while I was listening to the audiobook was like, "Wow, I should I should do a book that's like finances for babies." What? Why? In order in order to learn myself because I don't know anything about finances actually because I didn't have any to like manage. Now that I might, I'm like, oh. I really have no context for this. So like, I'm going to have to start at the, like the beginning, like I'm a five-year-old. I feel like that's how she's talking to us. She's like, for the record, if you've never heard of it, anxiety is when, and social anxiety is. And then she's literally describing for, for, I don't know how many pages it was, but for at least six minutes, 1.5 X, what a hug was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is like earth for babies. Yeah. You're right. She can do fame, but home is like, where? Yeah, that's really sad. Anything related to like connection, actually, see, she's psychic. She can hear what's going on in Nebraska, but nobody in the room she's in, she's able to connect with. I mean, that's so frustrating. Yeah, that's really sad and difficult. And her Lilith is exactly conjunct her Mercury. So it's perfect. It makes total sense. It's like, that's the frustration of Lilith. Lilith's like, why are you acting like I'm not here? And now I'm going to have to operate around you because you built this whole society around me and opposed to me. And as if I don't exist, but I'm here. Yeah. So you become manipulative, not because you're manipulative, which she touches on. It's not because you're manipulative. It's because you're surviving. And you actually did eventually learn to read the room because of how heartbroken you were. I like how she said Kevin had a bad boy image. Kevin did not have an image. Kevin had no image. He just looked like Kevin was, uh, he was just Tristan 1.0. I will say this. Brittany does have a have a real penchant for white guys who rap or think that they rap, which is so embarrassing. I mean, ugh, truly bad taste. I bad know. Taste. It's funny because he loves white guys who like want to be black. I know. It's, like, it's oh funny God, because in that video you sent me on from YouTube, they're like, <laughs> oh, she accused him of using a black scent and being a culture vulture. And it's like, no, she actually meant that he hung out with rappers and tried to emulate hip-hop culture as, like, a compliment. I actually didn't think she was accusing him of cultural appropriation. I think that... Not 
at all. Right? Like, I thought she was saying black people are cooler than white people, and Justin was the closest I could get. Yeah, like, so that, I don't know, interesting. So she not only thinks he has a bad boy image, she says, I had no idea when we met that he had a toddler, nor that his ex-girlfriend was eight months pregnant with his second baby. I was clueless. I was living in a bubble, and I didn't have a lot of good close friends to confide in and get advice from. I had no idea until after he'd been together for a while, and someone told me, you know he has a new baby, right? That's so terrible. That's like the lowest of the low. I didn't believe it, but when I asked, he told me it was true. He told me he saw them once a month. Once a month. Would you like... And I don't even think it's clear when, like, even in saying that, like, what the actual truth was. We have no idea. Right. Like, did he even see them once a month? Was he living with Char? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Yeah. He's such a loser. Oh, God, it's awful. So she asks him to marry her. He says no. I mean, Brittany, you are. Talk about what your, what would your mom say about that, Molly? I know. It's terrible. She's, like, Oh, God. And then he said no. And then he proposed. They filmed. It's like you are actually fucked up for that. I know, Kevin. That's not good. That's not good. I mean, he should. Oh, you're the man. Oh, what a, what a foreshadow. Oh, you're actually the man. Okay, man. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Okay, man. No good. For shizzle. For shizzle, man. I'm like, <laughs> there are ways that a woman proposing can work and can be great. Everyone's different, but not Britney Spears and Kevin. Federline. Jody asked Joshua and he said yes, because he respects her. Yeah. But Kevin Federline, no. No, no, no. So they Nah, not about equality. I'll ask you. Okay, Kevy. They make Britney and Kevin chaotic, which I'm dying to rewatch. I wonder where it is. Which also she made clear was an accident. She was like, we were just doing tour videos. Well, she said the original and they were actually so funny. And it's not an accident. They the original the original concept was oh. to be a documentary like Madonna's Truth or Dare. And it also harkens back to our lucky star point, which is like she has always seen Madge not only as her lesbian crush, but as her inspo. I don't think she had a lesbian crush on her. I was just joking, but she did just make a move on stage, which is uh, I like thinking of that. Yeah. But look, even in her chart, Britney's moon is in the Leo house, but it's in Aquarius. Madonna's all Leo in in where that lands in Britney's chart is the 11th house fame. So Madonna really is the closest thing Britney has to an actual sense of intimate connection, even though she has as a Sagittarius Aquarius, the ability to influence everyone and connect to everyone. She doesn't feel that Leo personal campfire thing. That's what she gets from Madonna. Okay. Like Britney's campfire is actually cold. Her public persona is the fire. And she's like, wait, how did this even happen? Wow. Yeah. I can totally see that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. She doesn't know why yeah. all this stuff is happening, but she also doesn't know why it feels inevitable in a way, which is why it's so funny when she's That's like, right. I needed to reinvent myself. So I went to Donna Vertel- Donatella Versace's mansion in Milan. <laughs> like, wow. So different. Literally. So then her, because of her injury, she takes, she starts taking Vicodin, but she doesn't really go. Well, no, wait, hold on. Pause, pause. She actually manifested the injury. She first talks about how she believes in karma and shit. Oh, yeah. Then she's like, I was so depressed. And she hated that. I was praying to God injure me because I like you're saying I can't. And that is a real pain point because she is a Sagittarius. But she's like, I cannot speak for myself. So please, God, break my ankle. And God delivered the goods. And it was so painful that they offered her Vicodin and she took it. But then she doesn't go into like who wouldn't. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I was like, why include And they that? canceled the tour, which is all she wanted. Yeah, what, why include that? I was very interested. Like, I wonder if that will come back again later. I think including it per the grandma was on lithium and I started taking Prozac and I love Adderall. I think she is like the whole resume of like, here's what I did before I was 12. Here's what I did before I was 15. She's like, and here are all the drugs that I've been on this whole time. Sorry if my eggs are scrambled. Uh, this is a lot. Yeah. So then when she, after she's hurt, she kind of sequesters herself in her New York apartment. I had no idea she lived in New York for so long. I love that. Dude, that shocked me. Right? I can't, That I was like hung up on that. She was, is, chose to be a New Yorker. I know. First and foremost. I thought she was in, always in LA. I mean, we knew she was an Orlando girl for some fucking reason, but. Well, and she's still, and somehow she still is. She still is, spiritually. In fact, she went to Orlando now, might not seem so weird. Yeah, spiritually, she's an Orlando. In a way, she is Orlando. Yeah, like, actually, that, that was tr- the truth. Yeah, but L.A. And, yeah, she was in New York for a while. But um, I think that is so cool of her. Like, I love that she actually chose New York. She is Taylor Swift 1.0. Those evergreen lyrics they hit. Mm. That's why I sent you that Broadway piece last night, because I wanted to just illustrate how, actually, this writing is good. And it is so, like, evergreen content being good content, I find a struggle for myself personally. Brittany and Taylor are doing it really right. And that's what I'm saying. That's what do you mean when you say evergreen content? Like, okay, so which which songs I send you? So I saw a show and I want you to see it next time you get, get a babysitter when the baby's off the tee. You got to see Anne Juliet. Everyone's got to see Anne Juliet. It is a whole show of Max Martin hits done for Broadway. It's all Max Martin. Oh, I didn't realize done that. for Broadway. It's fucking um. Even if you just listen top to bottom to the track, the soundtrack, you'll hear this completely different story emerging from all of the songs that we grew up with, and it's fabulous. It, it's fabulous. And when I was listening to it, um. Last night when I was driving home, because I was thinking about Brittany when I just listened to the book and I edited our pod. And so I was like, I'm kind of curious now how the Max Martin, because also for the record, Max Martin didn't do NSYNC, but they did do Backstreet Boys. So the whole thing is like, it's a little bit of Katy Perry, a little bit of sexy and sweet, you know, but in, for the most part, it's it's Backstreet Boys songs and Britney Spears songs and it fucking rocks. And Every if you listen back to the Britney Spears songs, but done for Broadway, you're like, wow, this is so it, it has a very Taylor Swift energy to it, which is like, wow, it's so basic that it's almost inevitable. And really, I guess maybe that's more Max Martin than anything. But like, it's so basic that it it's it's like, how did this not exist before? If that makes any sense. It's like, yeah, like, um, well, which one did I send you? Um, Stronger? No, which one did I send? Whatever one I send you, I was listening to it. And I was like, wow, this is great. Like, because it translates, like anybody can relate to it. You can make it about a million things, but it also captures the specificity of how feelings feel. It's really good songwriting. Yeah, for sure. For pop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what pop needs to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Like, wait, which one did I send you? Um, I'm looking. Real- I'm so then now. Jamie Lynn gets a job. Stronger, yeah. Yeah. Jamie Lynn gets a job on Nickelodeon. And Brittany is, says she's Jealous. happy for her. But uh, seeing her learning her lines and doing wardrobe fittings reminded me that I would have loved to have a job that was more like the cozy world of children's television. So we're hearing more resentment now toward her. Yeah, I feel like this was the first lie of the book. I feel like this was the first lie of the book. What did you think was a lie? I was happy for her. She was not happy for Jamie Lynn. Fuck Jamie Lynn. Yeah. 
yeah, she was like annoyed. She hated, she was trashing Jamie Lynn like when Jamie Lynn was in diapers by this point. She, oh, and Jamie Lynn TV now too? It's like, come on. Yeah. Fuck I, I just feel like once. And, and Jamie Lynn is the name of her two abusive parents. Like, wow, way to just throw it back in my face. Yeah. Um, damn. I don't know if the mom was abusive. I think obviously there was stuff going on with the mom, but abusive is a strong word. Okay, I would say even if it's just because of dodoism and ignorance, she was emotionally abusive for sure. I mean, I think we'll like, get to it later in the Patreon, but like when Brittany comes home drunk and she acts like she's never been drunk before, I find that to be really fucking fucked up. Oh, come up. on. What parent doesn't act like completely different about their kid drinking than their own drinking? Come on. Yeah, That's completely like, normal. I think Spears. the like the, she has been such a good fucking kid. She has been the the only reason that you guys are not living in the trailer park. Like like literally, I was about to say it's something that actually I'm talking about myself. Where I'm like literally scooping poop like you're a dog walker, and it's like it's me. Mm-hmm. But like the reason you have anything, yeah, the mom like, sucks. Do nothing but love her, you fucking assholes. The mom Come sucks on. ass. But I just I don't know if abuse. And she was an abuse victim as well, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if abusive is. I don't know if the mom was necessarily abusive she sucked yeah okay in different ways but like abusive is a... she was insufficient she she was inappropriate in terms of what britney needed as a mom yeah she's definitely sucked ass but anyway okay madge stepped in where she could but otherwise madge really only cares about herself so sorry i Brit. know yeah you can't expect that much from madonna yeah. so kevin and britney get married in the fall not a lot of people were happy for kevin and me whether or not i liked it I was one of the biggest stars in the world at that time. He was living a more private life. <laughs> Come on. No, no. She actually, no, that's where the, like, I'm like, wow, like she might've really loved him. But I don't know. This is like where I'm like, I, is that her? Who is she protecting there? Like if I were her, I would be like that moron actually thought that he was going to have a music career at that point. And I, I knew at the very least that he would just hug me. So I said, fuck it. I just want to be hugged. Yeah. But he was an idiot for even thinking he had a shot. Like, the fact that she, like, supported him for the next few chapters was so cringe to me because it's like, are you serious? Are you serious? You're proud of him asserting himself in the music industry? It's like, what? I know. He's such a friggin' loser. Like, just the biggest loser ever. And loser! It's just so depressing that, like, she goes along with it. She just... She goes with the flow so much and she doesn't yep. speak up for herself. And like Libra rising, bitch. Libra risings are like, okay, whatever you want. Yeah. You can just tell that like everything's brewing and it's going to be a real, like, I don't know, a shit show later on. So they had a, they were, gonna- well, what it does is it causes, it causes a massive fissure because not only is she so much Sagittarius in her third house community, family, local, be- between all of this stacked, Libra first house with Saturn and Pluto and Ceres and then her fifth house moon in Aquarius she's like oh okay actually detached the forest is dead and then she went full the other way with it which is like so passionate versus like is Britney AI yeah so they had a surprise ceremony in September but the lawyers needed more time with the prenup so the legal event didn't take place for a couple weeks well what the fuck happened with that prenup should be pretty straightforward should be pretty straightforward yeah, like Brittany made the money, the money, and now he's still milking her for all she's worth. Years and years later, like, come on, guys, we're going to Hawaii because mom's crazy. No, you're a loser. Yeah, like I don't understand Dad. how could the how could lawyers have been working on that prenup for weeks past the actual wedding date? 
Well, that's where it's like, okay, so I'm not necessarily in conspiracy theory territory and that like, I don't know if she was put in a room by the government and played images of monarch butterflies or whatever. But I do think that there is some, whether it's conscious or unconscious, shady business going on where her paranoia on some level, it's not that her paranoia is correct in that it's personal, but it's that she actually was feeling the feelings of the women in Nebraska who also were being treated as the man's like this was it was a different time it was a long time ago now like we did and we still do that's why i bought jada's book and now i'm gonna have to read jamie lands i'm gonna have to read everybody that i've trashed it's a woman i i want to give every all of us a shot but it's like yeah we actually are all brainwashed to think that men are right i think it's really funny that kevin federline's middle name is the earl dude that that is the most that actually she was probably like oh i have three cousins named earl <laughs> Yeah. That's the most Kentwood thing I've ever heard. So she's bailing on the Onyx tour after the wedding with the pimps. She didn't mention that the, the tracksuit said pimps and hoes. Remember? Very important detail. Oh, my God. Are you totally right? About, but wow. Okay. that I Shame on the ghostwriter. What a detail to leave out. Stupid. Yeah. She fired her Fun. managers. She posted a letter to fans on her website in which I told them I was going to take some time off and enjoy my life. This is what the letter said. I've actually learned wait, to say. Wait, wait, hold on real quick. Wait, hold on, hold on, pause, pause, pause. I just have to say this before I forget it. Okay. Maybe she didn't remind us that pimps and hoes because she already brought up that InSync was so pimp. Oh, yeah. She's got to be, keep her hands clean. We're not pimp. I'm just kept, I'm just Federline. I'm not pimp. He's pimp. I'm, I'm Federline. Yeah. So she posted the letter to fans. She thought she was so pimp too. And she thought that Kevin was pimp. Ooh, she was going for so pimp. <laughs> Everything was supposed to be pimp. By the she was trying to replace so pimp with a new so pimp, and ultimately she was just getting pimp. Remember pimp my ride? We all just said pimp twenty four seven with no recognition of what pimp it actually means. Such an interesting moment. Literally though, like how funny to think of us being like, "Here's my pimp." Like, oh, here's <laughs> my no idea sex trafficker. I love this guy. He's so sex trafficking. Like it's so fucking. He's pimp. That that was like, oh my god, that's so dark. That's dark child, dark cloud on tour. canceled. <laughs> yeah so okay she writes this note to her fans i've actually learned to say no with this newly found freedom it's like people don't know how to act around me i'm sorry that my life seemed like it was all over the place the past two years did it was this okay like was it really all, that all over the place during that time i mean molly molly the show was called chaotic i know i didn't think it, i never, and she got married to a random friend from high school who was named the same name as George Costanza of the most popular television oh, yeah. show at the moment in time, which is so fucking funny. That was all. She the also place. was sometimes dark haired. Other times she was like showing up and what did she say? Oh no, that was later in the book. But I just it wasn't that it was so chaotic. It, she cried on Diane Sawyer's show. She, you know, I think she was. I think the the cracks were showing in the perfect facade of Britney Spears as a robot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you're right. I just. And at this point, everybody can't live without her, but they're treating her like she's a piece of shit. I remember thinking the wedding was crazy. The the quickie wedding in Vegas was crazy, but not really that bad. But when the Kevin Federline relationship started, that's when I was like, something's up. Well, I was just like, she's not okay. This is a, this is so desperate. Yeah, like this guy is terrible. He's so not on her level. Even the fact that at this point, though, the fact that she is still sort of like trying to make him sound cool breaks my fucking heart yeah it's very sad 
It was very sad. So she said, he didn't have a private life. He was a nobody. Yeah. I'm sorry that my life seems like it was all over the place the past few years. It's probably because it was. I understand now what they mean when they talk about child stars. Going and going and going is all I've ever known since I was 15 years old. Please remember that times are changing and so am I. I got to tell you, I'm looking at KFED's chart right now and it's fascinating. Well, we're going to have to save it for the Patreon because boom, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash space trash podcast because we have a lot of really interesting relational synchronicities to discuss, but just a little bit of a teaser. Both of them, Libra risings. Wow. So that means they have the same, their C is the same. They felt at home together. They're rising is the same. They recognize each other and their legacy for a moment, moment like this. I wish, I wish he who saw, I tapped that about Kelly Clarkson right off of Idol, but no, no chance. But it's like, like I, they really did, like similar to Ariana, Brittany is psychic. She is karmic. Both Brittany and Justin and Brittany and K Fed have unbelievable synastry charts and it is karma playing out. And what my hope is, is that this book, that is released 25 years after the day that baby was released. And now upon the eve of this major ending Taurus Scorpio eclipse is that she actually has an opportunity to do her Dharma and actually get the love and support and the healing from the world that she deserves instead of just having to prove that she is worth, you know, like caring about because she can make you money and support the family by being a famous robot. She really is doing her life's work. I hate to say it, but I, I really am proud of her. And I think it's okay to be messy. That's part of the point. I know. I really love that about her. It's great. It's really yeah. great. Yeah. I would get her. I would, I would uh, tap your teeth though. Just She's just a hot mess. And like when she was young, it didn't matter. But once her metabolism slowed down a little and she got a little yeah. bit of age is a, it just a little bit well no like, it's like the minute she stopped the reg- residency and she wasn't working out like she was a professional athlete it's like yeah that's why also a lot of the guys on espm are kind of chubby real quick yeah like she literally was not natu- she 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 was working out like she was a marine she doesn't know how to make herself look good she naturally looks that good because of her lifestyle and her bone structure and everything and like having good dye jobs should we continue? Join the Patreon. Thanks for listening to the public episode. But to hear the rest, um, quick answer. Would you rather Tristan Thompson or KFED? I'll think about it. Patreon only. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.